0: Let's continue here on from the press box to press where We're joined by a gentleman, uh, you know him. I mean, uh, Chris Fowler. Everybody knows him. Handles, of course, now play by play college football on ABCs. Here on behalf of Dos Equis, dot com. Save our Saturdays. What's going on, Chris? How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Happy Thanksgiving week to you. I mean, we're we're here. we we're, we're
1: we should be focused on what we. What we do have and what we're grateful for, and it's been a tough year for so many. It's been a tough season for the players and coaches, but uh, navigating the best we can, and I think that for them, nothing we've seen is really surprising. We knew there's going to be difficulties, but here we are on the stretch
0: run, and and it
1: looks like we, we might get to the finish line, which is which is a blessing after a lot of months of uncertainty, right?
0: Yeah, no, no question about it. And, of course, on, on Saturday, I mean, you know, the, the Alabama-Auburn game is – generally that game, maybe not as much this year, but you know we, we, who knows Auburn could uh, could come out and, and, and handle Alabama. But I, I want to start here with you any reason to think that this initial college football playoff ranking we won't see Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State Clemson particularly uh, in light of the fact of uh, who's sort of behind uh, those four right now maybe not doing as well.
1: I mean, it'd be a shock if those weren't the four teams in some order. Sometimes that's the key issue when the committee gathers and when they put out that first set of rankings. The big question is okay, you know, who's four, who's five? Or, you know, I think that the order of one through four will be more fluid than ever this year. First of all, these teams have all shown that. They have weaknesses and flaws, and they're not unbeatable, including Alabama and Auburn. I mean, that's the kind of rivalry game where it's in Tuscaloosa, but it doesn't mean as much as it usually does. The crowd isn't packing that place with 100,000, and Auburn is certainly capable. And Alabama, is it's not like they have, you know, one of the great vintage defenses they've had. Now they're hitting their stride, and they're a favorite for a reason. But those four teams, I think, are going to be there. And then then we'll look and see tonight the key issues are how high ranked is Cincinnati. Uh, Florida's going to be right there. Florida, The, the Florida versus A&M thing. Now, the Gators should win their last three, should play Alabama for the conference championship, and if they win, obviously that's a no-brainer, and the SEC might get two teams in if Alabama has just the one loss. But if Florida loses for a second time, um, they'll still try to make a case versus the other teams out there, but it won't be as strong a case, that's for sure, especially if they get whacked. That, that game will matter in Atlanta, how the SEC stretch run plays out um, and then, you know, Wisconsin would have been very much in the conversation had they not fallen flat against Northwestern. But there's still a lot to be sorted out. But I don't think there's great suspense about the first four at all. Um, let's just let's just see what it looks like beyond that. Uh, how, where do they rank? Oregon, which is the team to beat out west. And they're winning games but not overwhelming people. Is that enough? When they have a, a, a compressed schedule, they'll have fewer games than the people they're being compared against. Is seven is and zero going to be enough, or do they need to be, you know, kicking butt out there on the West? Well, we'll get a clue tonight, I think, when the rankings come out.
0: Yeah, no, in Florida, I mean, Florida looks very good. Let let me throw this at you. So, um, Cincinnati, I mean, undefeated right now. Let's say Florida loses uh, another game. Let's say Clemson uh, loses, perhaps, to Notre Dame in the uh, ACC championship game. It looks like we're on course. Uh, for that, could we see uh, Cincinnati in the college football playoff when it's all said and done?
1: Oh, yeah, if you're comparing an undefeated Cincinnati team, which still needs to look good, I mean they were blasting people in the American Conference until a, a close win on the road against UCF, which is hey, listen it's not easy to beat UCF in a shootout and you get credit for that win, but they didn't overwhelm them they didn't you didn't watch that game and go, okay, this is clearly one of the best four or five teams, you you know, they have more work to do, but you're talking about a two loss Clemson team. If they lost again, to Notre Dame, I mean, I don't think they could make a great case, a a two loss Florida team where they, they blew a game late at A&M with a fumble and, and then lost a close game to Alabama. But the problem is if A&M wins out, you got to go with A&M over Florida. They beat them head to head. They would have less losses. So that's, that's sort of the conversation. Where are they going to rank these teams Um, and, and even though the suspicion might be in the minds of a lot of people, well, Florida is a better team. You lose head to head. You have more losses than a team in your conference. It's tough for the committee in my view to rank them higher, but you you just, you just got to look really good. We knew that style points, which have always been important in a subjective situation, like the playoff rankings are even more important now because the playing field is not level. Teams are playing different numbers of games sometimes through no fault of their own, but that's just, that's just 2020. But yeah, we'll get a glimpse tonight. And I think the rankings will be fluid. They're going to change. Don't get all locked in on the order of the first four. That that'll change. I'm sure as these games unfold, but it's just a glimpse of kind of where they're, what they're thinking. And that's, what's always interesting about the first set of rankings. Don't go crazy. You just get an idea about where we stand right now um, at the end of November in terms of uh, the strength of these teams.
0: Talking college football with the one and only Chris Fowler, who joins us here on From the Press Box to Press. I can remember going back, Chris, maybe six or seven years ago. Coastal Carolina comes to Greensboro, plays North Carolina A&T, gets out of Aggie Stadium because of a missed extra point by North Carolina A&T. Now Coastal Carolina's you know, undefeated top 20 team uh, in the country, looking at just some seven years later. How great is that? a story of what Coastal Carolina is doing for college football?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this year's had stories like that. I mean, at, at a higher profile, it's Cincinnati, it's BYU, and Marshall's sitting there at, at 7-0. and The and Cajuns are a top 25 team. Liberty almost went to 3-0 and against the ACC. I mean, had a field goal blocked against NC State. And then you got Coastal sitting there, and I, I think, I mean, to me, you know, I, I wish you had a chance to, to see more games. It's kind of hard to catch their games on, on TV. But, you know, it, it, it's a wonderful story. It's a program that, you know, we always used to worry about the Chanticleers in basketball season, right? Like, they got to pull a big upset. And, you know, what What, what are they going to do when March Madness begins? Now you got Fall Madness with sitting there at number 16 at 8, eight No, They're going to blast Texas State. I mean, they're going to keep going. And then, then you've got – I know they were folks were kind of disappointed – that um, Liberty lost because that Liberty coastal showdown in a couple of weeks, I think it's still a great show. I think it's a possibility college game. Day could be there. I, I don't speak for that show. I haven't hosted it for a while, so I don't want to get in trouble there, but I know that, you know, coastal Carolina and Liberty would be a true 2020 uh, symbolic showdown game on December 5th there. So I may, may, maybe it'll happen. I mean, it's going to happen, but it, maybe game day will be there. There'll be a lot of eyes on that. Like I said, it's, Liberty was so close to getting there and undefeated, which would have been even more fun.
0: No, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful thing. Uh, I mean, we, you're talking about a couple of uh, former FCS programs less than ten years ago. You know, top twenty-five cusp of top twenty-five teams. A couple of more thoughts with Chris Fowler, and we appreciate. Let's be five, careful with though with Fowler the rankings. Appreciate- I, I will
1: say this, man. I will say this. This is a year for all those programs. To get a ranking, I think we know that in a, in a regular year the the rankings might not look the same, but who cares about that? I mean, it, they you know they're on the field, they're eight and zero, and and the rankings are what they are. But but it's certainly been I think one of the fun aspects of this season to have you know coastal, as I said, Marshall, um, Louisiana. And then, you know, obviously BYU doing well, Cincinnati doing well. It's about time. We don't want this sport to be just about the power five. And we fall into that trap of talking only about the bracket, only about the power five, only about the playoff relevance. And I hate that word. There's a lot of football being played out there. Teams deserve credit for navigating through and, and, and dealing with 2020 stuff because it's a test of your culture of a program. It's a test of your toughness and your resilience and the chemistry and your creativity as a staff, handling your business, just getting to the starting gate, much less getting through the season. All those teams we talked about, these group of five teams, have done a hell of a job, and that deserves to be celebrated.
0: No, no question about it. So you're here on behalf of Dos Equis. Uh, what, uh, What can fans do to still save their Saturdays?
1: Yeah, it's been a great program all season long, and fans have had to get creative, right? you got to find ways to get the enjoyment out of it, even if you can't tailgate in the same way. You can't necessarily go to the stadiums. But for the last weekend, you can text SOS to 7700, save our Saturdays, SOS 7700, and you get you know, in the mix for a great group of prizes that Dos has been awarding to fans throughout the season. It's a cooler that's six feet long, the safe foot cooler. It's, it's a, a grill that converts to a cornhole game. It's a bunch of stuff like that that make home tailgating fun. You can use it beyond this season, but it is sort of the final weekend of the contest. And it's been neat. I mean, I, I think it's just symbolic of what we have to do to sort of – we love the sport. It's not the same, but we still got to find a way to enjoy it and get together We're safely you know, with families and, and friends at the end of the season. And those and, and Equis has been, I, I think, providing a great chance to do that.
0: Yeah, last quick thought. Who's impressed you this year the most?
1: who individually a, a team wise, I mean, North, Northwestern has been a great story, man. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're winning close games. They out Wisconsin, Wisconsin, they're going to win the big 12, a big 10 West. I mean, and they, they should, if they handle their business, they got three games that they should win, but they should be close. If they get there undefeated and take on Ohio state for a conference championship, that would be an unbelievable testament to the season. They come to mind because nobody expected that necessarily from Northwestern. So I mean, in terms of really, real pleasant surprises beyond the teams that we've just talked about that are on the edge of the radar screen, I mean, Northwestern, to me, is super impressive.
0: For more information on Save Our Saturdays, com slash Save Our Saturdays. The one and only Chris Fowler joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Chris, we appreciate the time. Continued success in all you do.
1: Thanks. Have a great Thanksgiving.